0: Boo and good evening everybody welcome to the pink tron we start off every episode with introductions and what are you drinking antoinette smith
1: i'm drinking some sort of uh, pink lemonade wine so i'm uh, pretending i'm a grown-up today
2: sounds uh, lovely describe more
1: <laughs> i don't know it's one of it was in the sweet wine section so there were a bunch of little kids buying it so i was like i bet i'd like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like
1: the,
0: the ritual <laughs> for feeling grown-up is drinking the drink the little kids were drinking.
1: <laughs> I say I like the Shirley Temple of wines. So you know if it doesn't taste like alcohol, I'm in.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. We are also joined by Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking?
2: I've got a King Kong brewing company company, uh, Como La Flor, red i red IPA with hibiscus. Uh that is named after a Selena song and there's the Ooh, nice little uh, sugar skull uh on the on the label.
0: Pretty very tasty. Nice. Very good, very good. And I am on day two of my gin advent calendar. This is Romeo V's Gin and it's quite nice. I don't I don't know. I don't know where Romeo V's gin, I I, I know we scan the little thing and it brings up the label and I can go buy the gin from the liquor store, but Romeo V's quite nice. Do recommend. Yep.
2: You got it in tonic there.
0: What you got? Yeah, gin talk with with no lem, lime or anything in it though. And I'm telling you, that was definitely the right. It's got enough sweetness in the gin itself that you don't need to add any lime or nothing. So it's quite good. Yeah. Quite good. So we will move on to something that's quite quite bad. <laughs> HWR this week is Spirit Forest. Spirit Forest is a whole dirty mess. Uh Macquarie Island's 13-ish kilometers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh,
2: like 12, 6, 13, somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, uh, it uh, starts on the pavement, quickly into the dirt. 12.4 looks like it's the Swift Insider tally. I thought it was closer to 13 when I did comps today, but anyway. And um, yeah, you're going to climb up from the pavement into the dirt, go all the way to the top of temple, but across so you don't go up the normal temple climb or even temple reverse climb you do like the bypass come in from the backside of it. And that's the lead in. (laughs) Then you're going to go all the way down the dirt back across the bypass I believe.
2: Uh, I think you don't go down the bypass. Bypass? Do you? Yeah, you actually, you're right. You do. You cross the bypass.
0: Yeah, you go across the bypass back down, so it's like a figure eight.
2: And yeah. Then
0: you're gonna come back up and do the exact same route up again. So it's not on Temple. It's on the bypass route up. So it's kind of longer, but with a flatter bit. I think through the middle there, where you go across. But yeah. So yeah, lots of dirt, lots of nastiness. Um. I did comms, like I said, I did comms on race two and we had a little technical hiccup at the start so i missed the first three or four minutes and by the time i logged in it was already broken down to about six or seven people on the front out of 40 and by the time we got to the start of the second climb it was ones and twos all over the road just a mess so um i I, i'm a bit hesitant to say the the bike choice stuff was dubious, but I did see a lot of bikes that did not look like gravel
2: bikes. So uh yeah there were there were several that weren't but uh you guys were uh wrong on the um the works bike is is actually that is the, the crux, uh, crux. Okay. I,
0: I thought it must have been because I don't think there's too many other wheels that have the little gum detail on the yep. wheel. So
2: um and I think that is probably actually the uh the strongest bike for this is the the specialized s works it's, crux
0: it's the climbiest dirt bike yes yep so there you go crux get the that envy gravel wheels is that the fast gravel wheels
2: i don't remember and i'm gonna have to take a look for myself but i'm pretty sure it's the NV gravel wheels the other ones are pretty fast too
0: but i think the NVs are just ever so slightly faster but i think they're pretty very very close do whatever anything that's faster than the zips or the (laughs) zwifts the zwift uh
2: yeah stocks you want one of the one of the uh gravel specific wheels yeah yeah
0: so and and in terms of like strategy or anything i guess it's i think it's just hold on to the fast i mean i there's a little bit of tactics in terms of maybe abandoning the front at the right time to save yourself enough gas to make the second one there was definitely some buddies that got shredded off the back that then fell back a group behind like couldn't then keep up with the next group coming through so don't maybe burn all your batches on climb one (laughs) do try to find the group that feels like the pace you're going to be able to race up climb two but um other than that it's i mean it's too two nine minute climbs. I think Because regular temples like a seven for me, I think. So with the bypass, I think it's closer to a nine or Yeah, a little longer than that and the D's and stuff. I don't know, have you ever done this before, Antoinette?
1: Um, Spirit Forest, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> possibly.
0: I, like I got the root badge but I have no recollection of it whatsoever.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> probably during like a group ride or something. <laughs>
0: Well, and like when I mean I'm I don't know if I'm like I mean, maybe other people don't do this, but when the roots come out, like if I'm just doing warm up or mm-hmm. a workout or something, I'll just plop a new root on and go get a root badge, and I don't really like have a recollection of the event in any way. Like when I race races and stuff like that. So right. Um,
2: yeah, I feel like I did this one during a workout. Uh, I feel like that's one of the only times that you cross the uh, that bypass. Uh, and I I feel like I remember doing like 30 30s across there at one point
0: <laughs> yeah the only other time I can remember the bypasses we were we were doing something with TJ where he was trying to set the record for like is there is there like a route that goes like from the top all the way down around to the bottom is that a route or a Strava segment or something. He was trying to set that record. And there was a bunch of us Zwifters, and we were all on. He was on like a gravel bike, and we were on mountain bikes. And we were supposed to like pace him down the backside as fast as we could go. So we're all like driving like 400 watts. And then someone's like, "Oh right, you're gonna get pushed to the left. You gotta hit the right hand turn button." And I was too slow. <laughs> <And> I went <laughs> <to run> wrong <away. laughs> Sorry, TJ. I tried to help. But
2: um uh according to Zwift Insider, it is the NVG 23s are the fastest climbing. Uh, wheels in the game at least gravel wheels
0: there you go so get those on a crux if you got them or whatever i mean i still think any gravel bike is any faster than any road bike on this course yeah if you don't have a for whatever, i think there's even a zwift gravel bike but even a mountain bike i think will be faster than a road bike frankly but
2: it was somewhat surprising seeing some people uh riding yeah, like canyon arrows yeah. or Mm-hmm. The
0: uranium like does uranium have a gravel bike? I, I think so mm-hmm. I don't think it <laughs> like I was like oh that's weird but mm. uh, like I'm a little i don't want to judge just in case people like there are things that happened in the visuals and so forth in terms of pen swaps yeah. and other things so they might have been on the sure. right bike and it was just a visual thing so but I would definitely think you want to be on a gravel bike all the guys in the front group were on gravel I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know that there's much else to say about HWR. Yeah, um, this
2: is this is uh one that is almost it's more of a power test than most of the the HWRs, which are kind of the majority of them are mostly power tests to begin with. Um, uh, this one's just a, essentially a you know two two by eight to ten, you know vo2 max kind of workout
0: yeah definitely not like the the opposite of like something like Deuce sprints or even like a whole lot of lava frankly but yeah hold on hold on have fun if you can <laughs> all right as we move on to climbers gambit looks like libby hill i don't know what the it's libby hill is the segment what's the route what's yeah the, i could just the fast it. one
2: I can tell you real quick. It is the first seven k of cobbled climbs. Okay, so pretty much straight downhill into it, right? Pretty yeah. So you moves? yeah you you I skip, skip most flat. of the flat. No, you skip oh, okay. most of the flat. Um, you are heading downhill at uh, about one k in, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about one or two. It's about a kilometer in. You head downhill. Uh, The start of the climb starts around 5k in. Um, So probably better to get a bit of a warm up beforehand. Um, This one is relatively steep in terms of these, so you probably do want to go lighter, um, aim lighter rather than super arrow. I could still see an argument for Tron. It's 600 meters at 6.4%. so it is, even though there are pretty steep pinches in there, um, you're still gonna be moving pretty fast for most of it. And I think you, there is actually a decent amount of time to be made up at the beginning of the climb, which is if you if you remember where the uh, segment starts, the first, like and there is a relatively flatter section before you hit the cobbles. Um, so you can, you will be rolling pretty quick there
0: yeah I think that's right. I think there's a little bit and once you get to the like there's one pitchy bit, then it does kind of flatten out a little bit at the top. So if you are in a dog fight at the top, a little bit
2: of arrow might help you out. um let's see so approximate times fast A's will be about a minute um so uh Tatum's done it in one eleven um. Some of the low B, fast C guys have, uh, you know, Bowser's done it in 124 in a race. Um, I did it 129 uh, with no draft. Um, Chris has done 120. So, you know, somewhere in that minute and a half to probably two, three minutes, um, depending on where your fitness is at.
1: Yeah, my fastest is uh, two and a half, and then the slowest is almost three and a half. So <laughs> it can be done.
0: Yeah, that's barf tastic.
2: <laughs> it's it's yeah. one of my favorite uh, power like time time segments mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in that one to two minute range where. If you're really emptying the tank, you might need a bucket.
0: (laughs) Yep. And you know what? This segment is good because there is like, I think you can make up like, you know, tenths to half seconds in technique. Cause there is like definitely like when those steep pitches come around the switchbacks, if you smash it there, if you go a little over, you can make up a little bit of time. So.
2: I would uh, say even seconds, uh, if you can really kick through there and, and modulate your power well. um but it is i do remember that uh that that my best time i i believe we were doing uh libby hill after party in zrl uh and i had gotten dropped doing the sprints on the flats sat up rolled to it and and went as hard as possible and just remembered uh standing up uh dying for the second half of the climb at like 600 watts or something just eyes down could like and and only stopped when the people in on discord stopped yelling at me
1: Uh, (laughs) yeah i like i like that climb a lot it's technical um like if you've gone up it enough you know like exactly when you like with when between your own power and like when how your trainer responds you know exactly when you need to punch it because you know when that like you know, the curves and they go up, um, you know, you know, exactly when you need to punch
0: it. I, I really like it as a race finish that ending. Cause it is, it, it, yeah. unlike some of the flatter ones where like it, it stretches out the, like the people who want to go long, start stretching it out. You can't really stretch mm-hmm. it out by going along. Cause you're going to get tagged up in that climb. So it pushes everyone together. So you can really just, it's whoever can actually power through that minute.
2: It's lots yeah, of, fun. I mean, This one is, it is fun because there there are two main steeper segments. So there's like an 8% in the first half where you first get to the cobbles. It levels back off to one, two, three for a little bit and then kicks up to 10 to like eight to 10 for most of the second half. Um, And if you have saved something for that second half, um, you can actually kick through to the end pretty quickly
0: absolutely absolutely all right let's move on i think mountain goats is climbers gambit
2: climbers gambit
0: classic climbing race classic mountain goats race i i mean i i don't know what the mountain goats fields like or are like these days i guess the one decision point you always have to make in in a mountain goats race or any race that goes on climbers gambit especially with the um um draft on is how hard do you take um titan's grove titan's grove
2: yeah i mean i think the answer is exactly as hard as you need to not to lose the group you're with
0: (laughs) yeah i mean there might be some guys who are a little punchier who might try and shake and try and put some time in but there's a lot of flat for the people to make up and so you're gonna have to gauge whether or not it's worth you know if you can put 30 seconds into the group um is that going to be time you're going to lose back on the climber or not? Tough to say.
2: Um, as a as as someone who is of the more punchy persuasion, I would very much hesitate to uh, blow any of my effort on that shorter climb to get a gap, because I know that that effort earlier is is going to hurt me on the climb.
0: But to stay, if you could stay with like the mid B's and drop the mid C's.
2: Ah, fair. Do they all, that's... do they all start together? Is that. I,
0: I don't remember.
2: I don't either. It's been but... a while. Well, I guess it hasn't been that long since I did Climber's Gambit with the. uh.
0: Oh, It's been a while since I did on Mountain Goats. I just mean like. Oh, I know, no, like, that's what I meant.
2: I'm in a... The, the it, Mountain Goats in in uh, club championships. Uh, I feel like we did all start together.
0: Yeah, I just know for me, like if I was doing like a B1 ZRL race, I would want to stay with, like I would hurt a little to stay with the fastest climbers yes. across that. And even if I knew that was going to cost me maybe 15 seconds or 20 seconds or 30 seconds on my climb, the, that 20 minute climb, I'm probably going to put in 30 seconds to a minute on the guys behind me who might catch me a bit, but they're not going to catch me all the way. So, yeah.
2: Um, again, probably a climbing setup for this, that, that finished climb is, it's a, it's, a, it is a long time before that, but you're well, not well, going I, to be going fast, but like it's all the selection. It's not gonna be hard, right? got you're going to sit,
0: you're going to sit in the group going easy, even on your climber setup, right? You're yep. not going to need to smash it away
2: gotta love the summit finishes
0: yeah d, 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 what's it like doing climbers gambit as a d Antoinette? is that any fun for you guys
1: i love it Feel good yeah amazing <laughs> oh you mean the actual route climbers yeah the route that ends with the epic
2: KOM reverse
1: <laughs> you mean uh also known as let's make people hate zRL from the very first race in the last yep. round yeah no that sucks it takes like I would say at least, usually about 35 to 40 minutes just to do um,
2: that final Epic. climb.
1: Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a rough one.
0: I'm not particularly a fan of Epic, but yeah. It is it's very it bad.
1: Is. I was going to say, I love Climbers Gambit the series. Yeah. Three minute <laughs> races, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, smash My yourself movie. for a minute
0: and just pedal around. It's
1: great. <laughs> I'm an athlete. <laughs>
0: All right, Stampede. We are uh, doing an audible from what you might see on the route. I, it, but you'll see it on there. It's going to be Serpentine 8, and we are forcing everyone onto the Trek Supercaliber mountain bike. So it is um, downhill from the jungle pens all the way to the bottom of the jungle, back up across the Mayan temple thing to the top, back down in the direction, then completing the figure eight Back out at the top and finish at the bottom. So it's three descents and two climbs. So um, you might, will be kind of long. I, like I said, I think I've done a 47 on this in a race. So, you know, you're looking at around an hour for most people for this. And um,
2: really? Okay. Yeah. So that's, it's 26 and a half K or so in the dirt. Yeah almost all in the dirt
0: and yeah. like i said there is two climbs and each of those climbs are
2: they're not short no it's eight ten minute climbs somewhere in there yeah it takes out 10
0: minutes just to get from like the pens to the bottom yeah so uh
2: i do really like the uh the visuals on this one on this course i like that uh that mayan bypass um bridge thing it's just you know sad that to get there you have to through <laughs> the jungle
0: <laughs> well and and i mean i guess the one day at least like i get some people don't like the jungle because of the way that dust looks and all that other sort of stuff fair enough but at least in a tt you won't be like in a giant crowd of people yep. so you have to try to watch where people are wait for moves or whatever just yourself and it's a tt no draft and stuff so as much i don't know i haven't heard too much griping about any of that it'll be the same for everyone so yep. um just it's a it's a longer tt like we've had kind of shorter ish stuff so far this is our first long one we'll be back to shorter stuff for the next three weeks after this or so, so oh no i said one shorter one than a longer one than two shorter ones again so um yeah um cool and i'll be super curious I okay, said, so we're gonna repeat it later with um probably a gravel bike so we'll see what the differences in times are we okay so
2: so we are is is the plans uh i know originally this week was going to be a repeat of last week's course uh but it yes. looks like you've moved that to january is it yep. still going to be forced different bike bike choices and you just doing plan you've just split them across time rather than backing it what backing it up exactly yeah cool.
0: so you're not doing week to week the same route but we'll still put them in so you have a little bit of time to get faster, get lighter and we'll put you on a different bike and we'll compare and we'll look at the Watts and stuff. It'll be a fun little experiment for the right up at the end of the thing. Cool. Sorry to everyone about the mix up on the routes. Um, My bad for not double checking. That was a greater and a greatest slip. I've put some stuff about um, how we'll deal with that results. Um, but they have been pulled out of the W the, everyone who was on the wrong route has now been pulled out of the, w- the WTRL total week results. So um, we've had a little feedback about my proposal we'll see at the end of the season in terms of, you know, 10 races and all that stuff. We'll see where it shakes out. Try to up with something that looks fair.
2: Uh, uh, we should have, we should have started with this. Um, the HBR, uh, that's happening this weekend is Island Hopper. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, If anyone's
0: curious the reason why we keep skipping HBR until we get to stampede is because that's the order they show up on the spreadsheet. You read
2: yeah (laughs) and we are simple simple people
0: it's true it's not to disrespect hbr which we all love and have all the respect for but we we just get surprised every
2: time oh wait we should have talked about this earlier
0: (laughs) except when craig reminds us island hopper yeah so So it's a a
2: yeah it's a really great route i uh rode this um just as a free ride a couple days ago. Um, and it's a nice, uh, you get, you get most of the kind of Island parts of the new Urakaze expansion. Um, so you're not doing any of the connectors to either, uh, what is it? Niokio or Yumezi, but, uh, you do a kind of loop of the inner roads of the islands and then a loop of the outer roads of the islands. And, uh, there's a nice little climb that actually feels a bit harder than you'd expect based on the, you know, it's only 50 meters or something, but, um, and I think this is, this is probably something that Brent has talked about. These climbs on 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 this actually feel a bit harder than you'd expect.
0: They're sneaky.
2: Yeah. Um, on oh, this
0: one, I don't think the Mech, I don't think the Mech Island climb is in this route right? Am I reading that right?
2: Oh, I think it is. Oh, is it the one in between Boardwalk it's and that, tide pool? Uh I think it's the one after tide pool. Um, Tidepool. It, it, oh, it's one okay. of the yeah. two.
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yes, it's after Tidepool. You're right, that little loopy thing. Yeah.
2: Right. Um. Yeah. So there's a, yeah, it's, there's a couple little, couple little climbs that that do stink the legs and are going to split up the, the field. Um, have you been continuing to ride the HPR?
1: I have. Um, I am. And it's always fun to see the signups jump from, uh, you know, like Friday night to Saturday at noon, which is when it is for me. Like right now there's 16. Um, I think most of them are my teammates. Um, but, uh, which actually makes it really fun because we've been wanting to see more women in that. Um, there's a lot, (laughs) it's, it's about 95% men. So, um, which is great for me as a heavier writer, but, you know, it would be great to see more women in it. Um, but yeah, um, most weeks it's been, it's been real skimpy, um, signups, you know, Friday night, but there's a lot of last minute signups and typically have usually at least probably 35 or so, um, even up to 50 or 60 people signing up. So it's, I mean, it's a really good turnout. It's been great to see.
2: Yeah. I saw, uh, Craig put up a post about, kind of the recap of the first series and, uh, kind of looking at, at the numbers and, um, it it did look really, really promising. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I think the, I think the noon central time, uh, U S central time, um, race is probably the biggest one because it, you Know it includes, I mean, it's a convenient time for you know people in the US, um, pretty much most time zones, um, as well as uh, like UK and Europe. You know, it's only six or seven o'clock at night for them, yeah. So, uh, especially in winter <laughs> when uh, it's very dark and cold, some places not here, but
0: it is dark and cold here. Let
2: me tell you, <laughs> uh, fastest, fastest, most aero bike,
1: mm-hmm. yep,
2: for this probably I'd say that, or, or if you've got a Tron, it's probably a good Tron, Tron course with that, with those couple little climbs.
1: Yeah. You have yep. to know, you have to know your surfaces too. Cause I mean, if you're just kind of, if you're not paying attention to what's happening on them, I mean, it looks like you're on dirt a lot of the time, but you're on the sand. That's still really fast. There, yeah, is, some, so this, there is some dirt, but there it's is, not enough. Yeah, to, there is gravel.
2: Um, It does. I think the, the, the thing that signals that you are indeed on gravel is that dust comes up behind you. Is that...
0: This is how I understand it. it. Be. Yeah. So just, I, I pulled up those numbers from Craig's post. Cause I think, I think let's recognize all the people. So we're getting 663 finishers across the whole month, averaging 28 give or take finishers per race with 33 and a half starters. So hopefully some of those people started to finish, finish some later ones and, um, the biggest one we had was 55 riders in a race 51 mm-hmm. in week three in rgv so i mean that's that's great numbers that's tons yeah. of people who are getting out riding their bike and, and um checking out racing us so
2: awesome does he, does he uh say whether that's just swift power numbers or is that uh
0: i assume he's taking that from Zwift power yeah because
2: that... it, it might even be more if you're uh looking at everyone who was on Zwift and in the races.
1: Yeah. He parsed oh, right, it. Yeah. He parsed it. Um, you know, cause of the, like looking at the rate of how many people were signed up versus how many people were oh, actually in, yeah. in Zwift power. And it was, it was a fairly small percentage, but I mean, that's not too surprising if they're, you know, right. truly beginners, like, you know, they may very well not even know what Zwift power is or have taken yep. one look, look at it and ran screaming like I did when <laughs> I first saw it. I'm like, Oh my God, what is this thing?
0: So, yeah. <laughs> 16 and a half people signing up on average 33 and a half on average actually showed up at the start line. So hopefully a few of those lucky lose, will convert into actual starters. Cause it is super fun. It really is. And if you're worried about W being fast, you're all as close to the Olympics as all three of us here.
1: Yes. <laughs> and everybody started somewhere. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Good. And then I think we're on to, Bullseye
2: on Queens Highway, uh, which is one of them fun ones. Is, is it, it or did I get it wrong? It Innsbruck
0: Ring, December, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: i yeah, know it's the one that goes down a line,
2: yeah. What Innsbruck Ring, with I pulled up Queens Highway for some
0: reason, seven oh, it's sprints that's in next three week. laps. So it's going to be the finish line, the leg snapper, and the sprint in each lap. Oof.
2: That's going to be brutal.
0: No, sorry, that's not right. It will like, be leg so, snapper and sprint, yes. and the finish line in the last lap. Sorry, yes. pardon me. Uh,
2: but that's the leg snapper and sprint is is really rough because there's that it it comes in such quick su- succession that there are going to be people who try to make the break there happen there, attack you on uh, the leg snapper and hope to hold it to the sprint line hope that you can't come back um this is going to be probably more broken up than most bullseyes i would say yeah yeah and and
0: because uh because of the way the leg snapper works is like unlike doing like a 15 second sprint to the line it's like a f- 30 to 45 second sprint to the line like it, it because it's to the line and not time through it maybe it won't be quite the full leg snapper length but you know, it'll be longer than the average bullseye sprint for sure.
2: I mean, people are definitely going to be, if they think they're stronger than you, they're going to go earlier. Yep. So,
0: yeah. Although I, I can see it being quite pedestrian from the sprint back around a
2: leg snapper. I can, I can see it coming back together. I think it depends if you've got to break off the front, they then have, it, and you know, that chase group is going to have to work. So, it could, it could go either way.
0: Yeah. I mean, in, in a, I can see some of those guys doing that. Like I just know for me, if I was hard enough to finish in the top three of a good B race and to make it and to pedal hard enough to get to the front at the sprint line, I would not be able to hold on to a group for the rest of that lap and get up the like snapper again. I'd have to get off my bike.
2: Yeah. I think it depends on uh group sizes a lot. Um, nice that's that's one of the things that in bullseye you don't always have the biggest groups so nice. if it's a race of 10 10 riders uh and three of you get away uh over the the leg snapper there may be some work that gets put in to stay ahead so this is
0: this is true if you get a small group off the front you might go for it and and hold it true very true What's a, you ever, have you ever done a bullseye, Antoinette?
1: I have not. I don't care for segments.
0: <laughs> well, it's not segments. It's not segments. Oh, it's points it's at points. the line. Oh, it's okay. points at the line, though, not time through. Yeah. So it's oh. just your place at the line.
1: Oh, okay. So even hmm. when it's
0: like a 400 or 600 meter sprint, it doesn't matter what how fast they get through it. It's just who finishes at the spot. Hmm. Interesting. I might yeah, have to yeah, try yeah.
1: one of these bullseye races. Uh, yeah, it's a, it is a,
2: Lauren tried it for the first time in uh, HCC this year and was like, okay, we need to figure out a way that I can do this more regularly because (laughs) I really like this.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a tough, the, the time slots for North America are tough. Oh, which I guess is the other update I should give on Stampede is we've got a new time slot for our last time slot was technically on like Tuesday morning UTC, sort of like, Late Monday night here, and that was not a very well attended slot because it was into like ZRL time. It wasn't good for APAC. No one was doing it. So it is now a Sunday evening time. It's like Ooh. a Sunday at three or five o'clock here. So it's like UTC twenty two hundred on Sunday nights, which I think is a good switch. Like a little Sunday night time trial. It's a good thing. All
2: right. So, uh and then next week's courses for HWR yeah. is. Uh, one lap of uh, Richmond UCI, right? Yep. Uh, so awesome. that ten miles, the first six k or so is all on the flats, and then you go down and you do the do the trio of hills. Uh, Libby, twenty
0: third. Hold on, Governor Street. Do what you can. Yeah, R- Richmond is a good race course, honestly.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: Go, go watch that Peter. I, I watched, I can't remember what I was doing. Oh, I was doing a race video. That's what it was. And I yeah. pulled up that Peter Sagan breakaway on Libby Hill and it is still incredible. Like that has got to be, I don't know, at least in the last what, 10 years, that's got to be like one of the all-time bike finishes. Like one of the best bikes in the last 10 years.
2: Cause he's doing those Hills he's going up and he, and you know, in real life, a bunch coming a, a group behind going down a hill doesn't uh necessarily go faster than Peter Sagan does down a hill.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and the whole thing, like the group coming behind him, chasing him up Governor Street and him like just holding on is is and, and of course once you've raced in Zwift a few times and you know kind of what it like feels like, I get it's not the same indoor to outdoor a little bit, but it's like, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: uh there are actually a few of those races so there's like the giro dell where you get to see them race up the bologna climb several times uh i actually there was there's a there's a race that happens in the innsbruck uh and you they they go up the leg snapper and down through that that uh forget what that race is but that that's also an every year race that they go through there
0: nice yeah um I mean, for me, as a triathlon guy, um, I still remember the London Olympic triathlon on the mall with Johnny and Alistair Brownlee and stuff. Right, so whenever I go through there, either on the treadmill or on the bike, feels like doing the Olympic tri at London.
2: Uh, so the reason that I uh, brought up Queens Highway is because that's actually the uh, Heard beginner racing ah. course for next week uh so How many f- laps is five Newman? five laps uh the total distance Should be what 17 kilometers 16 kilometers will with the lead-in ends up being like 19
0: oh really oh it's over three hmm.
2: it's 2.8 lead-in okay uh i i 2. could be One. wrong i was
1: I thinking I think it was going to be four laps
2: it says five laps on, on here, but there's, yeah, I, I could be wrong about, about this. Well, we'll, I'll,
1: uh, I'll have to speak to a manager.
2: Yeah. We'll be, we'll be clearer next week when we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Queens highway is a good course. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody raised CRL this week.
1: No. Yes. <laughs> how,
2: how you feeling, Brent?
0: You know, honestly, like no word of a lie, I've been on the bike since Tuesday. <laughs> because I like Wednesday my I man. played lacrosse and my legs were still tired. Then last night I was so sore and gimpy. So no, I I did not feel like I had my best race that day. Could I finished I think I finished 13th in the fir- in the first four sprints. I think I got the top 10 on the fifth sprint and I got dropped on the sixth one.
2: I think Both. right or maybe no, hold How on. Many, there's four sprints a lap. So
0: sorry, maybe it was yeah, I think like 13th right. in 13th or 14th in that range in on the first five sprints. And then on the sixth one I got in the top 10. 7th I held in but definitely I didn't even go for like I was on the back just holding on, holding on. And then got dropped on railway so the eighth sprint on lap 2. And then I tried to TT so I got dropped. There was one guy who also got dropped about the same time as me. And I kind of pedaled up to him and then he fell off the back. And the group behind me was like almost a full 40 seconds. I'm like, I'm not just giving him 40 seconds. I'm going to I'm gonna get him over these last 12K. And I only made it out halfway around that lap before they caught before. They did close the gap to about 10 seconds. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> so I pulled back in and then, and then uh, my headset ran out of batteries <laughs> And Then I was in the group and there was like, I think four or five of us from the herd in that group. And then that there was one guy who had fallen off even that first lead group who I could see was coming back. I think we got, a, he was back to about 18 seconds when I hit the second group. And I was like, well, like, let's go catch this guy. So I kept like trying to get the group group, trying to get the group to go. And I'd go on the front and take a pull and I'd come back in, and you could see, like, I don't know if his teammates were in the group. I think they must have been, but like the group would just right back down to like two, you know, less than 200 watts in the front. And we just could not catch that guy. Then I didn't win the sprint. I was like second or third last in the brunch sprint. I mean, I just, everything I tried was just garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing doing.
2: Uh, for me, yeah, this was the you? first one in a while that I felt decent. Um, although of the, what would it be, 12 power-ups, uh, that you get over the course of the, all the, the laps and the sprints, uh, I got ghosts on all but three of them. Ugh. Ouch. So, um, I got, I got some, some decent points. I got a, like, on, I, I. Was very judicious about which things I was targeting because I knew I didn't have it in me to try and sprint every time. Got some def- decent FTS on those two longer sprints and some like lower FAL. Uh, and then I th- think I finished eighth at the line. Um, wow, nice. Um, and this was, this is actually leads into what I, what my around the horn uh, thing that I want to talk about is. Is uh, Zwift, Zwift Power, and Zwift Racing uh, the the like app uh, that we talked about, but rating inflation because uh, that eighth place was my uh, best ranked finish ever. Huh. Uh, despite you know, I think I I actually won the the playoff race in march um this was not as well that that was not as well ranked as the 8th finish in this uh and i was looking at the the guys who finished ahead of me and in c there are there were a bunch of guys in our race who are ranked uh, on swift power with their ranking under 200 uh which means I don't. I don't think that this is a sandbagging thing. I think that it's actually driven by the Zwift Insider tiny races. Uh, so those having a w- really well attended set of four races every weekend means that if you do well over the course of a uh, you know a couple weeks of those, you've actually just beaten a whole bunch of people who are really highly rated and uh like all of the all, all of the top ten that um have those really high rankings that um i i was like really surprised about seeing in in a sea race uh you know a 199 in a sea race is kind of crazy um had been just cleaning up in those tiny races.
0: So are they they're cleaning up in the C division of tiny races, mm-hmm. but like, how does, like, I, I mean, I, I understand the fundamental of the math of it, but wouldn't it just be like, they're all category enforced. So wouldn't they just be C's and that was racist too?
2: You'd think, I think that, that it, it depends on, uh, so you have enough good writers. Mm-hmm. um so you know you get i think it it depends on like the top 10 of the like highest rank i i forget exactly what their uh the formula is but uh it if you win one of those races since it since it's based on your six best races uh if you get you know 10 people who consistently do well in those it's going to inflate everyone's ranking quite a lot
0: Well, and the other part of that, like, I don't know if you, if you were there, I can't remember which one of the numerous Facebook herd related or Zwift related chats that I'm in, it was in, but they'd, they'd shown the post of the one guy who was doing tiny races and he was like 110th, 108th, 104th and third.
2: Yep. And then that one third is like a big jump in your ranking.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I can totally see if that's your game, if you care, like, I don't know. I don't get worked up about my ranking,
2: but I don't either. I was just really surprised to see that uh, that one, I was like, wow, this, this eighth place is my best ever finish. Okay.
0: Well, and if you're all like, especially if you had sort of a group of guys who are all, all targeting that and saying, listen, I'm going, race one you go race two i'll go race three i'll go race four and you're kind of even team working the race itself to like shed some other guys and do a few little team tactics you could really juice that number yeah. Um, because that now you're beating your buddy right who's not going hard in that race yep. you're just letting it go so
2: uh, so the best example of this, and I'm just going to look at the, the Zwift racing app rankings because it's easy to look at everybody together. Um, and I'm not going to name it, name the names, but, uh, of everyone that I follow, like favorite riders on here, um, one of the guys who finished top 10 in our race is well ahead of you on his, uh, overall ranking, even though he's a C rider. um,
0: uh, and he might beat me in a lot of races with a bunch of sprinter that are yeah. really seven minutes long or something. I mean,
2: yeah, I, I, I totally
0: there are sea riders who can sprint faster than me.
2: He's ahead of Andy Kroll as well.
0: <laughs> Whoa, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy Kroll is a way better cyclist than I am. So <laughs> 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 that's pretty good. Anyway, does that stuff filter? Do you look at that at all,
1: Antoinette? no
0: <laughs> like i look at it when i open my swift power and i'm kind of curious when the number goes up or i see a number go down but it's not like i don't i've never hunted a score or anything like that for it yeah no i
1: i, I mean honestly i i mean i really don't even i just now looked at my ranking because you were talking about that and I was like oh okay well i kind of wish i hadn't done that but uh no i
2: yeah i don't, I, I don't
1: I, really
2: care <laughs> there it does make me like interested in like maybe doing some of those tiny races and seeing what happens
0: yeah i'd have to like actually be a little more tactical about them instead of going for yeah the front at every one of them i mean <laughs> uh that that one i did the one um well we're talking about tiny areas i did the I can't remember it was the last one, but the, the i think it was the third one had a finish that was like 400 meters up the alp so it was like basically jungle pens straight to the alp and the finish was like three quarters of the way to the first switchback Mm -hmm. and um and i i think some people swapped to gravel or mountain bike or whatever and and i was i went to tron thinking eh it's lots of race before we get there i'll just i don't want to be on a gravel bike on the climb and tatum had even posted in the either our chat or somewhere else about like oh if you're on the gravel bike you're gonna go backwards as soon as you hit the pavement and uh the front group absolutely murdered it like they were just smashing it and i was on it on it on it and then halfway down i was like there's no way these guys are going to be able to like hold up the climb but they put so much time in. i think they put 15 18 seconds into us that we could not catch them on the the climb there the next group about eight of us so
2: so the gravel bikes just
0: i, just I still won. think the guys who who were on trons who stuck with them who managed to like hold that they must have been doing, like, 360 watts, I would say, on average, down that gravel climb to hold the guys in the mountain and gravel bikes. Um, I think they ended up getting the win. Like, the one guy posted, oh, my mountain bike didn't work because the six guys on drones beat me. But he beat me in right. the second group on my Tron. So, um, yeah. Interesting stuff in those races.
2: Yeah, I've, I've never done them, and I'm, like, I'm really intrigued. It sounds like a really... If nothing else, and I this is what I've been telling Lauren, it's a really good workout. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're all. It's four eight to ten minute races over the course of an hour. That's that is, like, in terms there's there have been studies where a four by eight interval session at like approximately VO2 max is one of the best things for improving fitness. Um. That that's basically what those races are.
0: It's good to get to mm-hmm. work on all kinds of different finishes, different, you know, breakaway, catch the group, sprint, all the different tricks. So,
1: yeah, it's good yeah. for uh, it, it, makes you realize, um, like, even if you're maybe not the fastest person, they go, okay, you know, my recovery is pretty quick. Like, I noticed that with mine, you could see, like, you know, in race three and four, even in the Ds, it was like, okay, you've got some people who are really starting to kind of poop out, you know, and it was like, okay don't get me wrong. I was really tired too, but, um, you know, I, I think in the last, in the last race, I was like, I mean, we only had like a couple minutes between races because, you know, of course you start getting slower and all that, but, um, yeah, (laughs) I was, uh, you know, I was just like, you know, what, I just want to finish it. It's the last one. I don't care how long it takes. And so I just kind of was doing like, you know, maybe like a Z2, Z3 and, um, was like, I'm probably going to be last night. I actually went up you know, passing a lot of people who like hadn't taken like a little bit extra recovery, you know, they were just like, okay, I gotta go, 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 go. And it was like, oh yeah, you know, you can actually recover and then like basically get a second wind for, you know, to finish better. And yeah, actually it was a fair number of people I passed. I mean, I still was like mid pack or something, but it was, it was very, uh, it was reassuring to go, okay. Yeah. My fitness is better than some people's. I may not be the fastest, but you know, I can recover more quickly. So.
0: That's all part of the tactics of racing. You can recover quickly. You can, like, you know, go off the front, burn some legs, but fade back in, go again. I try some of those tactics. They usually work about as good as me just trying to sprint to the end, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's worth always trying.
2: Uh, That's actually something that I've started seeing uh, for the first time, really, uh, in the ZRL races, um, at least in, in C is some really smart team tactics where one team is consistently sending riders off the front um and i think that while that's it, it in this race it actually worked really well for them uh because there's four sprints and uh everyone is tired after each of those sprints so trying like working to bring somebody back is not something anybody really wants to do Especially the the going to that railway sprint where you've got that climb beforehand, so putting in the effort there was actually always paying off. But um, the same team sending different riders every time, trying to get those FAL points, was actually working really well. Um, so it's really it's I'm I'm looking forward to uh, what happens with if, if they get those new pack dynamics working uh, that will be rewarded even more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think all you want is each race to feel like it could be a different experience, right? Like the possibility to exist for the breakaway to go at any moment you have to be ready for it.
1: Speaking of the team tactics, actually, I wanted to shout out uh, our Blazing Bobcats, who are still number one in the um, women's uh, D1 in America's East um, did an amazing job on ZRL this week. Um, we uh, had, I, I say we only because, um, I didn't have to do it, <laughs> but, uh, but they did, they did a really incredible job and they, um, we had decided ahead of time, you know, basically pick a couple sprints apiece. you know, don't, don't think that you have to do all of them yourself. And, um, the points distribution is just wonderful. I mean, like basically everybody on blazing, um, got, uh, at least, uh, fastest through, you know, FTS and, um, and I think most of them got FAL points as well. I mean, they just did an incredible job. So, um, and it, it was really good to see that we have a really balanced um, team, and you know, really good, you know, unselfish, <laughs> unselfish teammates. So it's it's we have an amazing team. So I'm really proud awesome, of them.
0: Huh? Awesome, love that. Nice job, blazing Bobcats. Good. I think. Yeah. On that note, we will say. Thank you to Antoinette Smith. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Enjoy your races this weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening. Moo and good night.
2: Bye. Yeah. Yeah.